so welcome to episode number 62 of the space in between and yeah we're gonna continue this conversation that we've been having that's in alignment with the online course movement 109's who are you becoming even if you are not um, a participant of that course I think that this little series and the podcast um you're still you're still getting some benefit to it right uh but just quickly some things happening here in nomad land um by the time you hear this we are about to enter february so a couple things happening in february uh we have my movement 109's facilitator training here in the hudson valley so if you're a healer or a yoga teacher a breath worker, um, and you're looking for new ways to to teach, right? To integrate organic movement into your yoga class, maybe in the warm up or at the cool down, and feeling sort of stuck and figuring out how to move your students in a different way. Maybe you have students that have injuries and they can't do all of the sun salutations that you teach or these kind of wild vinyasa flows. So um, this floor work that we do in Movement 109 is very organic and it's a really beautiful way to integrate into, into what you're already teaching. And then if you're a breath worker or another healer of some sort and you're looking for a new modality, how to get the energy to move through through them right your clients your students um, you know with with the what you're already offering right your hands-on a treat you know your hands-on ex- work or your movement or or breath work the floor work helps again it can be very easily integrated into what you're already offering so yeah, that is happening the weekend, Valentine's Day weekend. So we'll have another move into breath uh, that Friday night that anybody can participate in. And then Saturday, Sunday, we will have our facilitator training. And I'm so grateful to see, you know, our graduates who did it last fall, how they are really integrating it into their own practices and their own teaching. And it's been really exciting and giving me more information on how to teach this information, you know, to to a new group, right? How to integrate it even more and make it more accessible. And yeah, I'm really excited about this next round. So uh, that's happening Valentine's Day weekend. And then the following weekend, we have our tribe training weekend. So if you're interested, and again, you might be a yoga teacher, you might be uh, related to the military in some way, whether you're active duty or a veteran or a military spouse, uh, and you want to get these tools of yoga to the military community, tribe weekend training would be the weekend for you. Yeah, we're going to take the pra- the physical practice and also the off-the-mat practices like meditation, pranayama, the philosophy, and really make it super accessible for you um, to teach others, to integrate it into PT programs or just the way that you're talking and communicating or different tools. Maybe you're also, um, you know, somebody who's a social worker and you can offer these tools of meditation, pranayama, or just how to look in another way um, with the tools of yoga using the language of the military. So that's the weekend of February 22nd and 23rd. 
And if you're not in the Hudson Valley, you can still be a part of Nomad with our online studio. Yeah, we launched that last month and we're having a really great conversation over there with lots of different practices, both on and off the mat. Our Nomad teachers that um, that are spearheading this, bringing it back, are really doing an amazing job. I'm so very proud of them. And we have the old library of uh, myself and the other uh, senior teachers uh, um, previous in our old library there too. So a lot is happening both in the Hudson Valley and beyond. So you can be a part of it wherever you are, wherever you roam, we're always at home. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's happening in Nomadland. And I'm thinking today I'm going to start with a little visualization for all of us and then I'll have the discussion because there is a little plot twist. Um, so last week I spoke about, again, we're using these uh, archetype cards, Kim Cran's archetype, the wild unknown archetype cards, as part of our intention for the week doing our online course for Movement 109. Um, and it's been really quite interesting. Lots of um, just spirit guiding us. And, you know, I have some sort of structure along with that, right? We have the physical practice, the movement 109 floor work, and then we're kind of looking through each week also with the intention of looking at the elements of each chakra as we move up, um, we move up the channel towards liberation. So, but then we're also using these cards as a way to go a little bit deeper with that. And so last, last week we were looking at uh, the card, the empty room with, um, in the space of the solar plexus. Yeah. The space of where we take action, where our will, right. Leads us and, and to move from this place and, you know, with power. And so we looked at the empty room in that also kind of just, just opposed to it, right. Of empty room really being still <laughs> in that space of taking action. So, um, I talked a lot about that last week. You can go back and hear, uh, that, that discussion, um, in, in last week's podcast. Uh, so we're going to start there in the visualization and then I'll lead us to where we're going this week. Uh, so yeah, if you were driving, you can just be in a meditative state with eyes open and be present, right? Um, if you are, uh, and you might want to repeat this when you go home and you are in a quieter space, but if you are in a space here now, you're listening, um, you can make this a meditation where you sit up in you know, a quiet space or lie down. Uh, but I'm just going to guide you through some a visualization contemplation. Um, and we're going to look, when I guide you through these different rooms, we're going to look at three different rooms. And you'll also get to choose the rooms that you enter. So let's go ahead and come to a space that you can be present. Yeah, you can be here now in the experience of your body and able to listen to my voice and have a bit of space in the mind to let it again be present, but also allow the space to just kind of wander with where I'm guiding, guiding you today. 
And just so that we can kind of clear away any other energy that is taking us from this experience now, let's take our three cleansing breaths. So a deep breath in through your nose and a big exhale, sighing it out. And another breath in to bring in fresh, new, vibrant energy here. And as you exhale, clearing out anything stuck, stagnant, that is maybe holding you back from a newness, a fresh, new energy in. And then get another breath in through your nose. And as you exhale, Soften it, sigh it out. Just allow your breath to come back to whatever natural pace that you have here. And just notice the experience of your body right now. And we're going to think of the experience of our body as a room here today. So here you are already sitting in the room of your body. And just take a little bit of time to experience the stories that you're holding in the body. Maybe that is a present sensation of the body. Maybe it is just some sort of story of anxiety of maybe some past or maybe there is a present or future potential that you're looking at something that is bringing you tension or anxiety, right? Okay, maybe that is a recovering of some sort of disease or maybe you are presently looking at something that is a potential disease in the body. We're going to think about this room that we're sitting in as being our health, our overall health and wellness of the body. And so first, just see everything that is inside of this room being your health, your wellness of the body. This could be also gratitude for your body, being grateful for the beauty that it is and that it functions well and you're able to do things that maybe you never thought that you were able to do. So it doesn't have to be all kind of negative, right? It can be all the good, the bad, beautiful, the ugly. So see this room for what it is and the feelings that come up around as you look around in that room of your health, your wellness of your body. And then ask everything to leave. Ask everything in your health and wellness just to step outside of the room, right? It doesn't have to go away completely. Just to step outside in the hallway 
so that you have an empty space. You can be still in that empty space of just simply what is, right? None of the stories that you tell yourself around health and wellness, they can all just simply step outside of the room. And so you can announce that out loud to every every little story that is in there, every sensation. Maybe some of them you can tap them on the shoulder and ask quietly to leave. Perhaps some of them you have to be a bit firmer with and demand for them to step outside. But just watch as they all step outside of the space. Now that your room of your body is empty, what are you left with? Can you be still and be okay with this unknown, this this emptiness, nothingness inside? Do you still feel thoughts around not enough, like we talked about last week, or can you see in this nothingness potential? And try not to let your mind wander to what that potential looks like so that it becomes another story inside of the room. Just be in the space. and allow yourself to be. And now go ahead and walk out of this room down the hallway. And as you walk down this hallway, if there are still things from your body waiting outside of the hallway, just walk past them down the hallway to another room. And as you open the door and enter this other room, this is a room full of relationships. And I'm going to invite you to choose the relationships you're looking at. This could be relationships of your family, could be relationships of past partners, present partner, future partner, or it could be a room full of friendships. Again, past, present, future. So you choose what type of relationships this room is full of. And once you see this room full of those relationships, past, present, future, just 
take a look around of all the feelings and stories that that is bringing up for you in that room. Again, these could be beautiful memories of your past. It could be the experience of your present situation. Maybe anxiety around a relationship or tension. Or it could be the dreams of the future relationship. Or the anxiety of future right relationships. So just take a bit of time to see what these feelings are that are coming up for you and again the little stories that are being told. And then once you've taken a bit of inventory there, ask all of these relationships to exit and what we can do if this is challenging for you you can imagine this room full of windows so that as these people who are dear to you that you love and don't necessarily want to go away you can have them just step outside of the room and see them on the other side of the window, but they are leaving the space empty for you to be in. So just ask all of these relationships, past, present, future, to step outside of the room. And again, they can be outside in the space, looking in through the windows, if that feels good to you. And maybe you have to tap some of them on the shoulder and quietly ask them to leave. Maybe some of them you need to be a bit firmer and demand your space to be cleared out. And just watch all of these relationships leave the space and once the last person leaves be in the space alone what does this empty space of relationships feel like for you without labeling it judging it trying to control it just be with what is present in the nothingness. And now once you have been in this space, the space of relationships of nothingness of emptiness step outside of this room 
Again, if you see those relationships waiting outside in the hallway, just walk past them and down the hall to another room. And as you open the door and you enter this other room, you choose what's inside. Maybe this is your career, your purpose, or your spiritual path, your faith. So you choose what this room is full with. And again, you can look at all the stories of the past, the present, the future that are in this space. Take inventory of what is coming up for you as you look around. And then again, once you have looked to see what is in this room and experience what that experience is, ask, ask all of these stories, all of these things, people that represent this space to leave. And again, if it is helpful to imagine the room full of windows. You can let them step outside and look in, but you are again left to be alone in this empty space, this empty space of your choice. And as you're here in this space, again, we are in this space that is seemingly empty, but is still full of potential. Can you just be with the potential of not knowing what that potential is? And now once this room is clear, you will too leave the room, walk down the hallway, and at the end of the hallway, there is another door. And now you will open this door and step outside outside into nature, leaving this space behind full of rooms and walk. Walk out into a big open wide space. And know that what used to be full of those empty rooms, right? They may, there may be 
elements, people, stories that you do want to bring with you into this wide, open, vast space. But right now, you are just walking on your own. Going to another space. Know that on the other side of this this path that you're on, there is another home with other rooms that you will get to fill again. And when you do fill those rooms again, they might again have the same elements, people, stories. But when you do get to that other side and that other home, with those other rooms, you get to choose what comes in. You get to choose how you arrange them when you do get there. But right now, we are just walking. Just walking out in nature on this path, knowing there is something there waiting for you to arrive. And then from there, ground yourself in this moment again, right here in your body. What is underneath you supporting you in this very present moment? This very present moment that is very real. This moment that might not know what is the next moment ahead but is very well aware of this moment here now. You can bring back the sensations that you experience in your body, maybe the sounds in your room that you are presently sitting in, the smells, the tastes. What other sensations do you feel to identify you in the present room you are now sitting in? Soak that in. Ground yourself in it. And then just deepen your breath. Bring in this present experience now. And then from there, you can, if your eyes are closed, open the eyes and observe the space that you are in again. Look around, see what is here for you now. And now, if you are in a space where you could maybe pause this and write down your experience, go ahead. I'll be here. <laughs> Just let yourself kind of soak in the experience of each room, right? The first room being health, wellness of your body, 
your relationships of your choice. And then that third room was the choice, just opening it up to perhaps career, spirituality, purpose. And see what came up for you. What was it that, what was the hardest thing? What were the hardest things to um, let go of, right? To ask to leave? What were the things that were easy? <laughs> um, again, try not to labeling it or judging it in any way. Just notice what, what, what came up for you, right? And what came up for you at the end when you left this whole, all those rooms behind to move on to something new? And so that brings us, yeah, so there was this little plot twist, right? We Last week, we looked at the empty rooms. Um, and I led this meditation on a Facebook Live for our Movement 109 group. So some of you already did this if you were participating there. Um, but the plot twist was that we left the space. We left that kind of home full of rooms out to this vast space. And knowing there was something else on the other side, right? Um, and that leads us to this week's intention, which the card that I pulled was the Bardo. Yeah, it is very much the space in between, right? That liminal space, that transition from uh, life to death to rebirth, right? Um, and so last week, yes, we sat in this room of emptiness and I again thought, Oh, well, we're going to be filling it up. <laughs> That's what I sort of promised the group in our call. Like, okay, let's be empty. And then guess what? We'll get to fill it up next week in our heart, right? As we move up to the heart chakra and our connection with others. And well, the cards didn't want us to necessarily do that. But just to stay again with this presence, yeah. So we'll look at the bardo today in our discussion here, and I'll share some of my own experiences of of this space in between. Um, but yeah, we're still kind of sitting with this unknown. What is out there? What what is that potential that is waiting for us? What is calling us forward? And what I'm realizing is the older I get and the more more deeply I dive into myself and this work, um, the more I know I know I know less. <laughs> and I'm okay with that, right? There is this great mystery of ourselves and the world, the universe. And I I have personally becoming more and more okay with that. It creates some anxiety at times um, within myself, right? Um, and I'm sure with all of you too, but there is, um, as I go further and further and I let go more, I continue to trust because universe, God, whatever you want to call that is bigger than ourselves is still humming underneath it all, right? There is still some sort of evidence that there is something bigger going on here. Um, outside of our thought process of trying to control the outcome of things. And so the bardo, I'll read the bardo to you um, from the cards. That uh, So it's again the liminal, the in-between, the transition. It is said that the bardo is a place between this life and the next, the liminal realm through which souls pass. 
Envisioning envisioning this inherently mysterious space creates the potential for us to rise above the concerns of this world and see our relationships through a cosmic and timeless lens. We may receive messages from those who are no longer with us or see visions of lives not yet lived. In the bardo, there is potential to forgive the unforgivable, to say the unsaid, to see the unseen, to love the unloved, to let go of all the things that cause us, cause us pain. The bardo suspends us in its spaciousness for just long enough to open us up to higher wisdom. Its energy does not belong to earth as we know it, but rather to the cosmic network of which we are a single thread. And so, yeah, it's really interesting how we looked at emptying ourselves because emptying ourselves is so um, looking at the bardo, um, there are forced in the Buddhist um, teaching, yeah, the the Tibetan Buddhist teaching, they look at the four stages of the bardo. And so the first one is the rupture, so the crack, right? The things that, kind of the things falling apart, the catalyst that, that changes the trajectory of our lives. And so the second stage is the emptying. And so that's kind of what we looked at last week is as being in these empty rooms, right? Making the choice. And so I'll look at we'll look at that in a moment. Um, you know, sort of universe doing it to us or through us, or us making these conscious choices to change the trajectory of our lives, right? And so we can look at it in two different ways, but the second stage, whether you choose it or not, right, there is this emptying of, of self and of all that we know, all of our life and reality that we know. And then the third stage is the recognition that our experience is based on dynamic responsive presence, right? So just observing the presence of what is, and then the fourth stage is moving to a space of purity with playfulness, you know, being playful in the experience. So versus this, the third stage being just simply present and then moving into being present with this um, presence of playfulness, right, of lightness, of joy. Um, so I kind of want to look at first the first stage, right, the when things fall apart, and maybe you have experienced this, right? A death of a loved one, a, a loss of a job, um, an end of a relationship, and how it just felt like the world just collapsed, right? Or, or the rug was being pulled out underneath you. And I've definitely shared, um, you know, my experience of, you know, seven years ago, how that all came to a head with the fa- the death of my father and my divorce. And I've had uh, many other experiences throughout my life um, that have sort of, you know, represented this feeling of the rupture, right? Um, but that one was a really big one <laughs> that I talk about a lot. And I know that most of you, if you listen, know what I'm talking about because I've shared a bit more of that story. But what I what I realized, right, when all of these things were happening through me, right, then let's look at that too, is are you looking at how those kind of things, right, the ruptures, those breaks in your life of what you know, are you looking at it as a victim of it's happening to me or are you let, looking at it as it's happening through me? 
And I did, you know, there were periods of time where I did feel like I was the victim and things were happening to me or at me. But I've really, there was always something at those like rock bottom moments where I was sitting in in the space just crying and crying out to, you know, spirit, um, universe, asking, begging, pleading, you know, what what is this all about? Like, why am I here? Why am I feeling this? I always did have this knowing that there was something else humming, humming it along. It was for the greater good, even though those moments were you know, very dark and bleak, I always felt that there was a purpose to it. There was some sort of reason. And so if you look at that experience of just the seven years, seven years ago of that experience, it changed the whole trajectory of my life. I probably wouldn't be here sharing with you um, these experiences for you all to reflect upon in your own life, because I probably would have kind of been, oh yeah, life goes on, you know, still married, doing my yoga thing. My dad comes and visits once a month. You know, I was, I would have still probably been doing a little bit of rinse and repeating, maybe doing some of the work that I'm doing here now, but maybe not as deeply. And maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't have chosen to reach out to you all in this different, this kind of platform you know, because I would have had my own little studio, my own tiny little community, my own little box. But because so much broke down during that time, even that box, that studio that I was, you know, running, all of that came came down around me. And it was basically, you know, something was saying there is so much bigger going on here and you need to be bigger. You need to step outside of that little box and and be the bigger person for for the greater you know for to help others to share your story and to help others and um so that's what i that's why i do this right that's why i show up i don't necessarily want to sit here and hear my voice (laughs) but i've been told over and over again how the this platform specifically has helped has helped people and if you're choosing to listen to it again i guess that's evidence right so just using that as an example of why thing how why things fall apart in our lives, right? There is something greater out there. We don't know it in that moment when we're sitting in those dark places of losing a loved one or um, you know, ending ending an error of our lives, whether it be on our spiritual path or a career path or relationships. Um, there's something else out there for you. You just don't know what it is. And that is the bardo. That is the liminal space, the unknowing and trusting that there is something going bigger going on here. And as I just said that, I want to just refer to this little meme that um, that I think I might have shared in the past. It was, you know, out on Facebook or Instagram, one of those Um couple I saw it a couple years ago but I'm sure it's still circulating but it was these two little babies right little fetuses um inside of the mother and they were just having this conversation about you know what's next for them and the one little baby is talking about how exciting it is that she that they get to meet mother and you know there's this whole world outside of the womb that they don't even know about and the other one was talking about no it's 
It's not like, this is it. This is it. We're never going to meet the mother. There is no mother. What are you talking about? And so it was just, you know, showing us that here are these um, very two different perceptions being inside of a womb, right? Not really knowing what's outside of there, but so um, have these, you know, sense of something is, you know, what it is that they, that they think. And I feel like that's us, right? We're all in some sort of womb here, not really knowing what this whole life thing is and what is on the other side that we call death, right? And not necessarily our bodies um, experiencing death, but also just the unknown of the next moment, right? It doesn't have to be that black and white of birth and death, but just the unknowing of, of the next moment, the next stage of our life. Right? That's the bardo. That's the, the walking out. And as um, Elizabeth and Bruce shared in their their podcast a while back, you know, this idea of the burning of the ships, right? Stepping away from um, what our old reality is that is no longer available to us, right? Those little fetuses can't go back into the womb. We can't go back inside of our womb. Moms, right? As much as we want to sometimes when we're in those dark spaces, uh, but we can't go back. We can't go back to the life that we, that what is behind us. And so the bardo is about stepping into a new reality. And we don't have to have those moments of rupture, right? We don't have to have those moments that happen to us, right? Or through us even. We get to choose. We can also decide that that's first stage of the bardo doesn't have to happen to us. I think what does happen is if universe is tapping us on the shoulder and saying, time to leave the room now. It's time for something greater. It's time, right? Then those are the moments where things fall apart. It's our big wake up call and screaming at us like I, I guided you through the meditation, right? Um, screaming at us to say, it is time. We are going to burn this room down. <laughs> um, so so that's what we can do. We can also come to this place of discerning those messages and choosing. And I feel, you know, to use the example of my own experience, that's where I'm at right now, you know, there's nothing bad happening in my life. Things are not falling apart. I'm very grateful for that. But I'm choosing to leave these different rooms. The rooms that I was looking at um, in my own when I did this visualization the other night for myself, you know, I was looking at my body and kind of looking at, you know, I don't have any major health concerns, but I was just looking at, yeah, there are sensations that I've been dealing with for the past couple of years and, you know, a recurrent experience that keeps happening over and over and I'm just done with it <laughs> and I've tried everything, right? And so sometimes just trying everything inside of that room, right? Trying to go and do triage, sometimes you just got to step outside, right? Just step outside and see from a different perspective, ask everything else to leave. And so I, you know, I invited in as I journaled, I, you know, invited as I stepped out to that unknown of what I wanted to bring with you, with me, um, you know, not necessarily focusing on the sensations that my body is feeling, but, um, you know, the, the pain, the sensations I'll say, um, but really focusing on what my body is doing for me every single day, the beauty that it is, the reason why I have the body I have so that I can express 
express my story out into the world um, through through dance and through movement. I'm grateful that I have a body that can that can be expressive, right? That I can feel very embodied in. Um, so kind of looking at, you know, what is it that I wanted to bring with me? What if I have not really acknowledged because in that room I was in um, wasn't really, I was just focusing on the, like what was going wrong. So I needed to take everything out to see what was going also right. And so the room that I'm stepping out of for relationships, I was really looking at the past, um, my, my, you know, partnership that I want, I'm in calling in, but yeah, I've done the work of detangling all of the past patterns that I've participated in and in past relationships. I've looked at where I'm at right now and learning how I can communicate in different ways. And I've, you know, done the little vision boards and writing out what I want in the partner and how I'm going to be differently, but it sort of just gets really chaotic in there. And so I just simply stepped out of that room and just started to walk forward knowing that all of that work is here with me and I don't have to make it this thing that I do actively every day because I've already done it it's here it's embedded in me in some way and so when the time comes that person is going to step in onto my path right at where we'll be in that 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 home that I have on the other side so just the trust just being present here now and trusting And then the other room that I'm choosing to step out of, right, is looking at, um, as I shared last week, you know, changing the ways of how I, I communicate, how I teach, um, you know, different, different platforms such as this, um, but also kind of looking at the places where I'm feeling a bit jaded. Yeah, I'm a bit jaded. The reason why I want to leave the Hudson Valley is, yeah, I'm jaded, Um, I feel that I've put in 10 really good years here and I show up as much as I can, as I possibly can as one person and really support the community um, that I'm a part of, you know, calling it the yoga community, healing community, Um, but not always feeling that it's reciprocal. You know, I, five years ago with Nomad, we started a summer series bringing together the yoga community, right? It started with 12 studios. I was fortunate to have 12 studios a part of it. And then the last year, um, we had 26 studios and 200, you know, we started with almost 100 people. And then the last one, we had over 200 people. And I was really like so inspired by that because it started from a place where there was discord. You know, all these studios were having these little melodramas, you know, amongst each other and, Somebody basically told me, hey, this this community is suffering and you're sort of Switzerland having a non-studio business, right, in the yoga world. You could be Switzerland and bring them all together. So I did. And I was really like feeling like, oh, my heart was open. I'm so grateful that they're all coming together. And here we are. This is this is the practice, right? It's not just what we do on the mat, but the practice of of connection, right? Um, of understanding we are all connected, not working from a place of scarcity, but really working from this place of abundance. There is enough to go around, right? Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts are literally right next to each other and they are both doing really great. Why can't we do that in the yoga world? Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so I've become a bit jaded because I had to step back from, you know, that community event because I saw competition happening you know, other studios having their own thing. And I thought, okay, they can do their own thing. 
I don't want to compete with it. The whole point was to bring everybody together. Um, and so I, I have become jaded because I see what's really here in this, in this community is a place of scarcity, is the space of this is mine. And every time I step outside of the Hudson Valley and connect with other yogis and healers and, um, they're just, they work from a place of abundance. I travel, you know, I get to travel. I'm so fortunate. I get to travel. And every time I will find somebody on social media in that community, you know, I'm going to Spain, I'm going to Barcelona next week. I'm going to meet a couple people that, you know, I just connected and said, Hey, I'd like to see you and meet you and, you know, get to know what you're doing in your community and, and how you offer your services and, and just get to know your life, your story. Right. And, everybody's so open and so so just loving and and ready to collaborate you know I'm going to Santa Fe again this summer and met a Zook teacher Rachel Math and we had a phone call yesterday and we're so excited about collaborating and co-creating something um, that's you know maybe has been done before but who cares or maybe it hasn't but we're just so so passionate and excited about it and I just feel like the Hudson Valley, I, I am sorry, I, I love you all very dearly, but there is just this kind of, I'm too busy to participate. I have this, you know, this is my little box and this is where I function and I can't really go outside of it. And it's a bit, a bar, a bit heartbreaking, but I do feel that what we've, com- we've cultivated within the nomad community is quite beautiful, you know, just empowering those who came through our training um, and seeing what they do this is what this is what I want to do right this is the room that I want to go I'm walking away from those rooms of scarcity and I'm I'm walking more and more towards these rooms of abundance of of really supporting each other you know being able to see outside of the yoga studio box you know seeing seeing the graduates who continue on and you know being able to mentor them and seeing you know the different paths they want to take and maybe some of the paths look similar to my path I'm not looking at it as they're all of a sudden becoming you know my competitor I'm looking at it great let's let's figure out how we can continue to work together and and support each other you know um the the teachers who are offering the online studio for nomad i'm so grateful for for each of you for having such individual talents that that are going to help so many different people and so um that's the room i kind of went on a rampage there but that's the room i'm leaving i think all of those rooms to a certain extent is just looking at more of a place of abundance more of this place of possibility um yeah shit's gonna suck sometimes but do we have to focus on that right do we have to focus on what is wrong all the time look at it fix it be present with it move forward right and so that's the third the third stage of the bardo is being just simply present with what is experience the experience that you're in not putting the stories of the past behind not putting the anxieties of what could possibly be on the other side in terms of the future but just really, really being present with with what is here right now, making that time and space for what is really, truly important to you, being honest with the things that aren't important to you and say, okay, you know, and communicate that, right? Um, being really, truly honest with yourself. 
So we have, we have this, you know, we have this ability to go back to the first stage, right? We have this ability to, to choose, choose that we are leaving these rooms. And then also knowing when we make that choice or when, like we said, the rupture being kind of the, the rug being pulled out of your head, um, out under your feet, right? We, we sit with that, right? We have, we, both of them are choices and how we're going to move forward, right? Are you going to stick and stay in that same place and try to go back into the womb? <laughs> or are you going to enter in? And there's going to be a place that's really uncomfortable of being empty, kind of emptying out everything that you know is to be true, right? To a certain extent around, around that thing, whatever it is, relationship, path, um, body, wellness, whatever that is, right? There's going to be a, some sort of emptying. And so we looked at that a lot last week. Um, and then it is the third stage being super present with it, just being present with that emptiness, being present with the journey forward. Each step you take, be present. How do you want to respond? Are you still bringing with you that old life behind you in that choice of the next step? Right? Are you really, truly taking a very present, mindful step forward? And are you also kind of ugh, walking on an eggshell, not quite sure how to step forward, right? Because you don't know what's on the other side. Is that solid ground your foot is about to be on? Or is it going to be a sinkhole, right? Can you be present and just read the signs of what is there when you step forward in that, that present moment? And I love the fourth, I love the fourth stage of just being present, right? Moving towards this playfulness of experience. Because then once you know the ground is there, yeah, universe is there. It's humming you along to that that next that next thing that wants to be born within you, right? It It is there for you. So every time you know that step, then you can start to skip and you can start to run and do cartwheels and dance, right? You don't feel that you have to be so, uh, take the next step. Okay, ground is there. Take the next step. Okay, ground is there. You trust it. You can be this light being that is just joyously moving forward. And I love this quote. Um, Actually, I apologize because I don't remember where I found it, but I will try to put it in the show notes. (laughs) Um, Impermanence is not just an illuminator of loss. It is an illuminator of newness the ever unfolding present moment and its creativity right so this moment this feeling of impermanence right this thing that we know that won't be here for long right it doesn't have to be always about loss it can be about the newness that next thing that wants to be born that ever unfolding present moment right the creativity that you have to experience that next moment there's limitless possibilities in front of you. Um, yeah. I want to sit with this for a second because I feel that there was something else I wanted to share. I guess if I just share, you know, going back to my personal experience, what I'm inviting in now as I step forward into that next new home, whatever that is, right? With all those empty rooms that are ready to, to be filled up with, with all the stuff that I'm ready to bring with it, right? Um, 
I'm really, I'm bringing with me reciprocity and receptivity, right? I want to be more receptive as much as I can to, you know, these things that I feel like I said I was jaded around. How am I being an active participant? How can I um, be more receptive to maybe there's something I'm missing in, in terms of how I am communicating. So how can I be um, more receptive to my surroundings? How can I be more receptive to my own inner voice? Because there have been so many times that I've heard this little voice of don't do that, but I still did it because I just because I really wanted to make sure that that inner voice was right. And usually sometimes it is right, right? So be more receptive to my own inner voice. And then having continuing this idea of re- reciprocity, making sure that I'm entering in relationships that will be re- um, respectful of each other, right? I'm putting out as much as I'm taking in as as for the other person, other relationship situations that I enter. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm bringing with me. So I'm wondering as you're stepping from those those many rooms that we looked at today and you're walking out onto your path, not quite knowing what is out there. What is it that you want to bring with you? One or two words. Maybe those are your mantras as you step forward. Maybe each step will be with your breath, being present, right? Experience the experiences with that word humming you along, right? Just underneath it is your ground, right? For me, it's again, receptivity and reciprocity. That's my ground that I'm walking on. And, uh, and then I'm skipping on too, working on the skipping, doing some cartwheels, dancing around. So I hope that this sits with you in some way that you can uh, reflect, right, in what is inside of your empty rooms. All that you are bre- leaving behind as you step out, outside, into nature, into the unknown, on that path, knowing, trust, there is something there for you. It is a nice, big, beautiful home. It might not be exactly what you're envisioning, but it's there for you. And it's full of rooms that are ready to be full with you. So I look forward to experiencing that with you in some way and let me know how that goes and I will let you know how mine goes. I definitely am interested to see what unfolds for me because here I am. Um, by, By the time you hear this, I will probably be getting on a plane to Barcelona. Um, for a week for almost a week. Yeah. And I, as I I shared with you before, I feel that I've been called there in some way and I'm looking forward to all the experiences that I'm going to have there, all the people that I'm going to connect with. If you're in Barcelona, reach out because I know I have a little following there. So reach out. I'd love to meet you. Um, Yeah, maybe that maybe Barcelona is my bardo, (laughs) my liminal space. I'm looking forward to see what unfolds for me and for you. Have a beautiful day. Enjoy the bardo.